This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Swansea has more McDonald's and clean sheets this season, so don't forget your Muck Nuggets are closer than you think with Muck Delivery. The only thing left to say is, you in? Order now in the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app are participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for further details. Hey Spotifyers, click or tap the banner to listen to Rap Caviar, the freshest 50 hip-hop songs on the rawest playlist ever. Brought to you by our friends at Stars and the new season of Power Book 4, Force. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. Hello, welcome back to another Swanscast podcast. And finally, the championship season has begun. Swansea have kicked off their season at home to Birmingham, and I'm joined by Lee to discuss everything that's gone on this week. So we're going to talk about the game itself. Um, we'll try to get this in early this week, obviously, because Swansea are actually playing tomorrow. Uh, we're recording on the 7th, which is the Monday. So they're playing Northampton in the Cup tomorrow, so we can quickly chat about maybe some team changes we want to see ahead of that game. Um, we're going to talk about some changes in the stadium, and also we've got a new feature called 3 Up, 3 Down, where we're going to look at across the league and pick three positive talking points and maybe three not-so-positive talking points. So a little bit pushed for time today, but we're going to try and squeeze that all in. So let's get straight into it then, Lee. I hope my mic is working properly now because we have tried recording this twice already. So can you confirm before we go any further? Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, you are fine. good. Luckily, we're not going to have to record the whole thing. Yeah. I know. Again. We've already done the introduction three times. But um, anyway, <laughs> let's get let's get into it. So we, we were talking already about the changes in the stadium so you're happy to be back at match day you were saying so if you want to yeah. maybe yeah i was absolutely have that conversation buzzing. again that we just had <laughs> yeah well, i'll tell you again because it was important anyway no i was buzzing to be back in the stadium though i think this time i don't know what anyone else thinks it just didn't didn't seem like it was that long of a break it just sort of turned around was a couple of weeks away and then and then we're back but i'm actually buzzing to be back you know a few beers for the game meet up with people that you only see you know when the swans are home it's quite good as well because I went through like when normally when I go home games, I'll have a few drinks like sort of in the Landor area, um, which I missed. And there was there was loads of Birmingham fans around as well, which is yeah. uh, you know not not norm, not normally see many venture that far up away from the stadium. But there was like uh, the pub I went in. It was like there was like a full family of uh, Birmingham fans, and they all good good atmosphere. It was, it was good, really good to be back. Um, so we're all in good spirits going down to the stadium. Yeah. And then uh and you said there's some changes the stadium, in the concourse, yeah. yeah. 
yeah, a couple of things. Not well, I'm not too happy about it to be honest. But uh, pa- paper cups for beer. That's just a big no from me. I'm sorry. I I get the I get the idea behind it. You know, you using using paper cups to be more environmentally friendly, but it just doesn't win the paper cup. It's just pure form. It just doesn't work at all. And I was just yeah, got it eyes. A few people were moaning about it. Um, so that that was the big one really. Have a vote in the comments then. Is it a massive issue for you to have your beer in a paper cup um, or you're not too bothered? So obviously I guess the idea behind it is to be more environmentally friendly, you know, single-use plastics and all that cutting down. So, you know, it's a good thing they're doing it from that perspective, but ultimately you're not getting the thing you're paying for and you're paying yeah, I get quite a lot. You're paying quite a lot in a stadium already, aren't you? So I guess it's more frustrating from that perspective. Yeah, I get that. I mean, the, the, the prices haven't changed. Um, you know, it's five pound eighty for a pint, which is, well, I say that it's five pound eighty for a pint. Um, this was in the lab, um, and I just you know, it was quite a lot anyway to pay for a beer, especially when it's you know flat anyway. Um, but you kind of accept it in the stadium, that's fine. But then to put them in the paper cups, where it's just pure foam, and I'm not even sure those cups are a pint. I mean, people can tell me if they disagree, but I was looking at those cups. It's, says pint on the side but i'm pretty sure it's not yeah and i might know the decision to measure it yeah but i might be the yeah you see like the the viral videos of people putting like mcdonald's cups in the you know in in the different sizes to see if it stacks up but i'm pretty i'm pretty sure it's not a pint but um you know fair enough i'm happy if they want to make changes to be more environmentally friendly then charge me less and yeah, yeah, so you said there's another big change though, not just with the pints. And um, hopefully Lee sounds a bit better now. We just chucked them out, chucked them back in, just because I think we're having some issues technically tonight. So bear with us. But yeah, speaking of technology, using that to order your pints down the stadium. Yeah, and I, and I, I'm not sure about that as well, because there's now screens to order um, your beer, which was a good idea, because... You go in and you go on the screen and it says you can pre-order half-time as well. And I thought, oh, actually, it might be onto something here. Um, so, you, you know, you order your beer on the screen. Um, big queue for the screen. And then you think you'll you'll turn around and then, I don't know, like in McDonald's or something, you, your number gets called and you go get your uh, your order. No, you've got a queue again and then tell what you've ordered. So you're just duplicating the process. I didn't understand that. And there was just massive, massive queues and confusion. So I think like maybe the idea is right on that one, but it's just the execution's not not there at the moment. I know it was the first game, but yeah, I don't understand why you've got to queue up twice. I think they had some poor. Yeah, they had some. <laughs> they had some poor service at the first couple of games of last season, but it got better. So hopefully it'll be the same. Uh, where it's just yeah. teething problems Give with the time. new systems, and I guess there's a lot of training that had to happen for this new system and. It'll just get better as again we're used to it. I would have thought, like, yeah, the idea is you order and then they call your number out, but it seems a bit pointless having two queues kind of defeats the old object of it. But I will say yeah. as well, like you got it, like we're in an age of like digital inclusion as well. Like there were some elderly fans there that would just you know, wanted to go and order a coffee or something. And you know, they've got to queue up for a screen. It's just like yeah, you know. Well, is there no option like there's no tell? Yeah, maybe not the most inclusive decision then. Yeah, oh uh, yeah. Well, uh, I know there was a big argument about the cashless on. thing, and obviously that thing with the club shop video, because um, that's cashless yeah. too. I'm not bothered about that personally, um, because 
I understand the reasons people don't like the fact that they can't use cash, but um, there's a lot of places. You can't go to Starbucks drive through these days and use cash. It's, uh, you yeah. Know. But yeah, anyway, we're not getting into that debate. But in terms of actually being in a stadium and being able to get a drink, and there's a difference between not being able to use cash and only being able to pay by card and having to use something like a screen to order if you're not comfortable using technology. I think that's a different different conversation again in terms of accessibility. So it'd be interesting to see if there's any acknowledgement of that. Um, I mean, I guess the, the thing is they put a till on, but the queue gets massive for it. How do you manage the situation of the right people being able to use that if that's what they need to use because they find the accessibility hard? It's, it's just impossible to manage. So trying to cut back on staff, I guess, is probably what it all boils down to. Save money. But um Yeah. I think our uh, I think in I think in general our um I think the hospitality is pretty good, but I mean like the you know, the bar with the with the food and the beer and everything you get, I think it's it's, it's pretty low down in terms of the quality when you go around other stadiums. Yeah. I saw a picture actually come up on social media where a Birmingham fan had ordered like a pie and it was just burnt to a crisp. And the people behind the, the, the bar couldn't even tell them what. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. There's no chips now, is there? I didn't see on the menu. Yeah, no, there is there is chips. But I mean, we went to Hull last year away and they got like a full on like street food thing going on with some really good food. Yeah, they need to get some um, stuff outside, I think. I know when one certain parts of the state yeah. can go outside, but not on all parts, is it? So, no, I think yeah, I think there's something that definitely needs shaking up. It's, ne it's never really been good, is it? No. Um, where do we go? That was horrendous. Reading. Reading was quite bad. Yeah, I just, you couldn't get a drink. Yeah, but they, yeah, but they carted us all into one small concourse, didn't they? Yeah. And that was ridiculous. Yeah. Right, let's uh, let's go into the match then. So Swansea started their season at home to Birmingham, uh, Birmingham City, and they ended up getting a draw, one all. I would say, on reflection of the entire match, maybe a fair result. Um, we definitely had, especially one chance in the second half where they kind of pinballed in the box. I'm not sure how we didn't get the second, but I think they could probably argue that they created a few chances that they could have scored from as well. So. A one-all draw is not um, really a bad result, I think, on either side. Obviously, you want to win your first game, and you want to definitely win your first home game. But under a new manager, you know, it's it's a steady start, I guess, something to build from. So, what did you make of the match? Yeah, I, I think I think you're right. I think a draw was fair um, on the balance. I think I was quite impressed with Birmingham match. You know, we talked about the. Um, you know, we talked about the table, didn't we, in the last one before the season I'm sure started? I, I think they're going to be better than you think. Yeah, I think yeah, you did. And we were looking at the signings, and you know, um, I thought Led was really good. He looked energetic. He was everywhere. They they they, they looked like a good championship team to me, and it was and it was yeah. a really good championship game to be honest. So to get a point out of it, I you know, I think it was pretty fair. It was nothing, nothing that really worried me. I know a lot of people. I saw a lot of people happy with like, they said they didn't like the you know the style of play and they didn't you know they thought we didn't play very well and i thought well you i was just looking at a team that was just needs more game time you could see it just there was a lot of things that were rusty you got like 
Josh Key was playing out of position, even though I think he played really well. He's playing out of position. There's a lot of you know, there's new combinations to get right. Um, it's just we're not going to be able to tell um, how we're doing until you know, sort of five six games in. But I, I think yeah. a point. I was happy with that point. No, that's, that's what I mean. Like we just, it's it's literally his first competitive game. You're not going to see the playing style right now. It's gonna it's gonna take him a few games at least, if not a couple of months, until he fully see in his action plan on the pitch. Like Russell Martin, it took him nearly two years to get working properly, like consistently. Yeah. If you're going to take that last nine games as the biggest period of consistency, um, I don't think it will take that long in this regime, but. You can't go into the first game saying, "No, oh, I don't like the style of play." You can't see it yet. You, you probably it's probably going to look so much different in a few games' time. And he also changed it to a four back in the second half as well, didn't he? Which he hasn't, from what I've seen, done at yeah. all in preseason. So there's definitely different ideas there that we haven't even touched on or seen on the pitch at all. Not to mention Ashby being first game. He literally joined what a day before, so you know he did look rusty as well. And and part of the system is really attacking fullbacks. So. If you've got one of them being well rusty, the other one's a new one out of position as well. It's going to take time. Just got to be a bit patient. I think uh, get, you didn't lose the game, so yeah, I think you're right. I think it's going to hinge on our fullbacks getting forward. And yeah, like you said, Ashby looked rusty, and I think Key will probably be better on his favoured side because um, we saw him in preseason bombing forward. So I think that's going to be important. Um, yeah, and like you know, Abdullah when he came on played really well. Um, but he was playing. Um, he sort of put Dahl in to right back and went to a back four, um, which I liked as well. I liked. I liked that he that he changed it. So and he yeah. changed that we were one nil down. You know, he made that change we were yeah. one nil down and we got the goal. So it's, uh, you know, I like I liked that he was quite uh, proactive there. So that's uh, that was a, that was a good positive. And yeah, you know, he said like you know we could have could have lost the game. We could have won the game. And the goal we gave away was. Yeah, I was, was going really to talk cheap. about that. Yeah, avoidable. So, um, you mentioned Josh Key again, and he was up against Ethan Led, who has more experience at this level and did look quite nifty over there. But he also looked like he was capable of an error for them. And maybe he's a missed opportunity because he signed for them on a permanent basis, I believe, for like £1 million. Yeah, so I'm surprised. He's, I thought Man United were like trying to develop him, but clearly he was available. So... They also got the other fullback we were after, Lee Buchanan, who had a decent game on the other side. Maybe not as exciting yeah. as Led. Uh, so, you know, there's players there that we were interested in or have had in the past. So, decent team. And as for the goalkeeper, now, it's easy. I mean, you could say same old Swansea sort of thing. You brought a new keeper in to kind of get away from some of the mistakes that were being made. And the same sort of mistake was made. And look, it's his first game, so you've got to like, it's got to take time. And it's, it, it, I, he's trying to pass it out when he under a bit of pressure, and he just plays it into a player that was under even more pressure ultimately, and and then it created the chance. The finish was really good from yeah, uh, was a good finish. Turkey Dembele. Actually, though, it was still a really good finish. Um, yeah. I thought maybe he, the keeper would have put his foot through it, but. Look, mistakes happen. It's a new team. He's come from Brighton, yeah, so they probably also play in quite passing football. So maybe that's the sort of thing the manager will fine-tune out of him in time. He's a young goalkeeper for a reason, and he's come here for a reason, and has to develop and learn and get those mistakes out of the system. Uh, you know, Bender's done it, Fisher's done it a lot of times. 
we'll see if it carries on and if he gets better. He showed ultimately otherwise that he had a lot um, to offer about himself, I think. He made some good saves as well to make up for... There was one from a corner, one there that got basically put bottom yeah. left corner, and I don't know how he got there. Straight outstretched arm, dive into the floor, and he made the save. And then yeah. also managed to swing his legs around and clear it at the same time then, away from any danger. So that was a really good save to make up for perhaps what you could say is an error early in the game. So it'd be good to see more of it. Yeah, I, got, I mean, I've got to be honest, I think like that wasn't really a surprise, was it? That Dyle Ashworth was straight in instead of Fisher talked about it before the game. But I think we all sort of agreed that he was going to go straight in. And he hasn't really had a lot, a lot Ashworth. of time. You just called him yeah. Ashworth, didn't you? Rushworth. Oh, sorry. An Ashby. <laughs> that's 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 what I got mixed up because I was going to say like Ashby. <laughs> I don't think he's actually been there that long. I got my words mixed up there, but uh, yeah, like Ashby, rush that long. Um, so no, he's he's got to get used to, uh, you know, the way the players are, where they're going to be, where they expect the ball. It all comes in time. And but I will say, he's, you know, he's quite young as well. He looked quite confident to me and everything else. He, yeah. was, he was, you know, he was, he was a good presence. Like you said, made a good couple of saves. I mean, it's it's, it's one mistake. Um, you know, being rusty hasn't been there all preseason, so I don't think it's anything just yet. You know, it's just it's just one of them. He'll learn from that. But I was I was quite impressed with him. Yeah, I think he did all right. Um, go forward then. Jerry Yates got a goal on his competitive debut. Yeah, um, very nice goal at that as well, and. If you had any doubts about Mac Rhymes's form during this new regime, he basically single-handedly unlocked Birmingham all on his own with a ball that he played out to Cullen, who had come on as a substitute at the time. And to be fair, Cullen's assist was pretty good as well, a low cross into the yeah. far side of the box where Yates essentially had a tap in, I guess. Yeah. No, I, that, that ball from Grimes, amazing. I think Duff said in his... Uh, um, post-match interview as well, which was interesting. It was that he wants Grimes, like, you know, 10 yards further up the pitch because he can do that. So I think that's something that um, they're still trying to work out as well. I'm sure he said that, you know, Grimes is coming to pick it up deep, but he wants him further up the pitch because he can do that. So when he got him in that position, we know we know what Grimes can do. That was just it was an unbelievable ball through, wasn't it? Yeah. And, and fair bit of colour, and that was an inch-perfect ball over the years. So are we saying that um, Felton is going to be playing deeper than Grimes? Yeah, I, I, I don't know really. It's just a bit of a strange one. It's, hard, it's still hard to uh, sort of pinpoint what you know what everybody's trying to do. But uh, it seemed like it was still a two with, uh, but, um, you know, maybe they sort of take take turns to push forward a bit more. Maybe once Grimes yeah. to sort of be pushing a bit further forward. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's that many other notable performances from the Swans team to talk about. Obviously, after I came on and made his uh, first team debut in the league, I believe. Um, I think he looked quite tidy when he came on as well. Offers a bit of excitement off the bench. He came on as more of a winger, though, didn't he? Rather than the wing back uh, that we perhaps expected, with Darlin, as you said, going right back when we went to a back four. Um, yeah. Obviously, more to come from Abdullahi's. It's his first taste of championship football, so expect to see him get a little bit up to speed the more he plays. Uh, Liam Cullen came on, as we said, and got the assists. I thought maybe he could have used the suspension a little bit more. Yeah, maybe. I liked, yeah, I like, I liked, you know, I thought 
like you said, performance-wise, I think Cullen played well when he came on. Abdullah looked good on the wing. Um, I'm surprised not to see like Janelli maybe come on. I thought he might have a run out, but maybe he's not uh, fit um, in preseason. The game. I think he only made like an appearance against Red in yeah. last week. But I was surprised. I was expecting to see him at some point. Um, yeah, but uh, I did know overall. I think it was okay. There wasn't uh, any awful performances. There wasn't any, you know, amazing performances. So we'll see where we go from there now. But a key, I think, like key played very well. I thought, uh, you know, playing out of himself against Led. Yeah, I thought Key had a good game too. I'm surprised that we didn't see Ollie Cooper as well. Yeah, you could, and sit, but just going back to Key a sec before we talk about Cooper, it's like you could see that. Uh, you know, he's a right-sided player, and I think we missed that because when he put Cullen on the wing, then you had Cullen with his left foot playing that ball into Yates. So I think that is something that we do need. Is a is probably a left um, wing back there. Uh, yeah, there are some links hopefully. though, so we're going to touch on that before we end if we get trans. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Ollie Cooper. I don't know. I was. Uh, yeah, I don't know. He seems to be falling down the pecking order a bit. Although maybe not so much because Cham, by all accounts, was going to start this game. Um, do you want to talk about him? Yeah, it's just ridiculous whatsoever. I, I don't understand it now. Um, you talk about like um, you know fo- you know following footballers, and we do. You know, we we follow football week in week out. It's becoming so hard to like associate with people like that. Oh, I don't. I can't be bothered to play. How can you get away with that? I, and Duff said himself all week they planned for him to be in the team. So that's another fact that when people say like style of play they look disjointed. They had a game plan all week with Encham in there. They trained all week playing this plan the night before he says, oh, I don't want to play. And the players didn't find out until the day of the game. So you know, it does you know, we're talking about two hours before kickoff that the, the game plan has to change. Um now I just think it's ridiculous. I I just I I know they probably can't do this, but I one time where I just think just don't pay him. Well, he's broke contract, I guess. So, I mean, I best it's probably just. How can you do the, it? It's probably not worth the legality around it. Perhaps it's easier just. No, to I know. Than that be that, but I guess he's pushing for a move. It's the reason for not wanting to play. But it'd be a bit awkward if he doesn't get one. Yeah, well, yeah, he's you know he's um he's made he's made it clear. Like, if you look at someone like Perot, for example, who I thought it was quite quiet on Saturday actually, but you know he, he's still. He's still, he's, you know, he's still putting the work in. You still don't know he might still go, but he still plays. You know, he's played all pre-season. He's played ninety minutes again on on Saturday. He's putting a shift yeah. in. If he gets his move, he gets his move. If he doesn't, then he then we can't. Someone to just be there all pre-season, be part of the plans. You can see he was probably going to start with Duff. He'd obviously planned for him to be a starter. Um, you know, get fit all season, go on all the pre-season tours, you know, be in the facility to get fit. Um, and then the day before the first game of the season, to just say, no, I don't fancy it. It's just yeah. uh, it's disgusting. And it's a shame because then everything everything that he has ever done for the club, it's kind of forgotten then when you behave like that. Yeah. And he had a bit of a productive year considering he was in and out of the team last year. So if, if Duff was seeing him as his start in central attacking midfielder, it could have been a good year for him, but he doesn't want to apply himself, apparently. So, is what it is. We have to move on. Um, no point giving him that the time, really, if he doesn't want to give us no. the time. So, I agree. Let's, uh, let's move forward then. So, 
overall, I think good one or draw would be, um, you know, we're keeping the theme going, playing West Brom on a weekend now in our next league game, staying in the Midlands teams. Um, you're going up to that, yeah? I am, yes. I've got, I've got to my get ticket some, ready to go. I do like West Brom. I have to get us a new TikTok because <laughs> our, our best TikTok came from a fairly scoring up there. Oh, yeah, last year and he scored the winner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some quick transfer news then. So, interesting. Luke Cundall has made a move to Plymouth, Argyle, for the, um, yeah, it's the, the rest I think of the that's season. Yeah, good signing. I mean, I would have taken him back, but I think he done a good job for us last year. And now he's going to a team whose goal is to stay in the league. I feel like he could excel. So, yeah, it's a shame really because now with the timing, like you said, with Cham likely to go, he would have been a, a good player to bring back in, really. But I think that's a, I think it's a cracking signing for Plymouth. I think he's going to do a, yeah. I think he's going to do a really good job there because I think he's a nice little, I think he's a neat, you know, little championship player. Yeah, yeah, precisely. Um, and then Swans have got some links to some players. So there's one here, a 500,000 rated price-wise uh, American striker called Eduvi Igoba. Um, quite a tall striker, I think he is. Uh, kind of a target man style. Uh, I'm not sure yeah. how much the links are. I mean, you think we don't need to be looking there if Peru stay in? So, yeah. Yeah, it's just uh, I think they'll have to have something in their back pocket, when they? Because I, I still expect somebody to come in with a bid for parole. Yeah, but Hal are also looking at him, so they need to have a few options because there might not be. Yeah, you've got to have a few options. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Interesting, anyway. So he um, he plays in Hungary at the moment, and he scored thirteen goals in thirty-three games last season, uh, twenty-two yeah. goals in. 67 games in two seasons at the club that he's at. Um, we've also had a few left-back links. Now, this is where I'd like to see the links because I feel like that's the area we do need to look at. Um, as much as it probably sees one of Kiyo Ashby not playing so much. Um, yeah. Don't know which one I'd be starting at the moment. Probably Key, But we do need a left-back, ultimately. So the one that came up yesterday, I think it was, was Nathan to Joe at on. A hell of a name. I know it's a, it's a hell of a name. To draw that on. That's going to be a good one for the commentators, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> um, from Exelisso in the Netherlands, is it? Is it the Netherlands? Yes. Yeah, it's Holland. Yeah. 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 Um, so there's a little bit of other interest in him. He's 21 year old, left back. I think he only made his. I broke through to the team last year, really. But um, by all accounts, quite an exciting youngster and also Norwich City's uh Sam McCallum as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's, that's definitely an area we need to uh to recruit in. It's a bit a strange really though, because like you know, we brought Ashby in by all accounts, you know, it was a good sign in. Uh, I think he has a lot of potential. And then obviously we've signed Key. So I when we signed, Winks came in with Ashby. I thought that he was going to be a left-sided player, but obviously yeah. now we know there's just two right-sided players, and one of them's going to going to miss out. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting. Yeah. So that's that's the news anyway, the transfer news. Um, so let's 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 move on to our new feature then, I guess. So what's that? Three up, three down. We're going to call it. Uh, we're going to look at three positives, three negatives from across the league. Um, this week, Lee is 
has done three of each, but we'll try and both do a mix in future. Um, so do you want to start with your three up then? Yeah, um, this is really just stuff like noticed around the league, I guess, because I know we like we're probably guilty of it. We sort of you know narrow in on the Swans, don't we? Because we, you know, that's what we do. Attention to other things in the league. But I was like looking at this weekend and a few things. Um, I think we'll start off with we'll start off with an app, is it? I think like even though they lost, I was really impressed with Coventry. Yeah, I think they looked really good against Leicester. I think you said it as well in our preview that. Yeah, I think I forced us to put them into playoff contenders. I tell you what, I think I know it's I know it's again it's it's hard to you won't get carried away because the first game of the season. But I sat down and watched the Leicester Coventry game, and they should have been like three nil up, and then they went on to lose the game, which was unlucky. But they were so good. Casey Palmer was everywhere. Like you, they sort of played him as like a ten behind uh, behind two strikers, and Sims was up there, and I can't remember the name of the other striker. Uh, Palmer was behind the two strikers and he was everywhere. He looked so good. So, yeah, I think Coventry was a major one because I think they're going to be um, yeah, they're gonna be a good side. I thought he was a 10, though, but we just didn't use him there because Steve Cooper. <laughs> yeah. The other player yeah, that probably. did really well was that Gustavo Hamer, isn't it? I know he's been linked to moves away. Maybe yeah. it's good for the rest of the league if that happens. <laughs> La, um, Unless La it's, too, it's probably yeah. too like Leicester or something. Latabodia did start in centre back role Sorry. actually. Centre back, yeah. It looked like he had like a back three and he was like left of the back three. So he was yeah. there. And uh, yeah. um mm-hmm. I know I noticed Bidwell didn't play. Um but the two full backs they had were brilliant. Comby as well. I was so impressed with them. Is Bidwell like normally their first choice? He played quite a lot last year, didn't he? But uh yeah, he, I noticed maybe he he's injured play. or something, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But the two fullbacks they had playing were really good. Yeah, so the commentary definitely uh, one to watch. I think like it's a bit weird one to put them as an app. Yeah, it's a bit weird to put them as an app, even though they lost. But they 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 that, they should have won the game. I know Leicester came up with two two goals, and you know the quality will come through. But literally, if commentary were three 0 up, it wouldn't have been uh, it wouldn't have been harsh. Not sure about Jamie Vardy leading the line, mind. Yeah, I'm not sure how much that's going to work, but I don't know. I think he's just part, like, was he like 36 now? Yeah. I don't know how much game time he's going to... Well, he started. He's I'm surprised. He's 36, yeah. I'm surprised he started ahead of Ian Acho and uh, Daka. But I think if you play him now, though, it's as fit as he's probably ever going to be all season. Yeah, maybe. He didn't have a good game, though. Um, Drewsbury Hall, however, had a very good game. But look at their squad: Harry Winks, Ndidi, yeah, Vestergaard, like Ricardo Pereira. It's just mad. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Mad. I was so the, like... the bench is disgusting. Ianetu, um, Priet, yeah, Chowdhury, yeah, yeah Castagna, Castagna on the bench. didn't even get on the pitch. All Brighton. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Daka. Anyway, let's move on from Leicester before we all get depressed. <laughs> yeah, another. I'll uh, start with another, another positive. Then was uh, Plymouth a great start. I think um, and and Morgan Whitaker. Morgan Whitaker scored, and he set and he um he set up the third goal as well. A lovely ball through. Played a lovely little ball through for him as a ten uh, again. Well, he, he was yeah, he was kind of like a highlights. He kind of looked like he was a, you know, 
up front, but sort of drifting around as well, like going wide and having a bit more of a free roll. Um, but yeah, I know a lot of people tip Plymouth to go down, and I know it's early doors, but they so good. That I know they signed Whitaker and their other signing Mumba. He's got a lovely goal as well. So really impressed with them. And against Huddersfield, the potential another relegation candidate. Big start. It's quite impressive with uh, Plymouth. But uh, yeah, you know, early days, early days, early days. But you know, getting off to a start like that is always good news. And Morgan Whitaker, they said, was a main man last year. And they've put, you know, for them, it's a club record fee. We might feel like it's not that much we got for him, but for them, it's a big deal to pay that money for him. And they kind yeah. of put all their eggs in him to, like, provide that attack with some spark. And he's done it on the first game. It shows that being happy and wanting to be somewhere can really impact your performance, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. And maybe we have, yeah, you know, missed out on something there just because we couldn't, we didn't give him that, like, feeling that he was wanted i guess which is which is is the case um yeah. you know martin sending him out on loan when maybe he thought he's ahead of someone like liam cullen i don't know yeah yeah i think it was funny when him and cullen both went on loan to lincoln as well yeah but maybe that's where he was getting stage. like like i'm clearly doing better than this guy I don't know. It's yeah, yeah. The manager, yeah. isn't it? But I'm not saying Cullen's bad. I'm just saying from Whitaker's perspective, he did tear up League One. And if we sold him in January, we would have got more money for him. And if we didn't recall him in January and he continued the form that he was doing, we would have got more money from him in summer by quite a lot, probably. But yeah, there we go. Um, he's gone now. Uh, good luck to him. What's your third? I really liked it. They now show the added time on the screen in the stadium. I, I think yeah. that's a good idea. Normally, it would stop on ninety when it or we sort of guessing. I didn't know they did. How long is left for them? But they're allowed to. Um, yeah, that was a change. They're allowed to show it in the ground now. So, I think we had eight minutes added on, didn't we? Why so were they not could allowed see to see it going up? You know, I don't know. I, I'm not sure why, but then on the. On the Friday or the Saturday, it came. Out, it just I was reading something. They said, "Oh, they're now allowed to show the the added time on the clock on the screen in the stadium." So, and good little things. Ah, oh, it's probably because you know when it goes over, everyone goes nuts to the ref. Yeah. So yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking if there's like an injury now in yeah. injury time, I know how long he's added on. Yeah. So that um, watch your space on that one. Looking at your three negatives, then your three down. If we want to stay maybe on the uh, rule changes, that'll be a good way to transition. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I just think like they made it such a big fuss on the Friday night, didn't they? I don't know if you watched the Southampton Sheffield Wednesday game. They made such a big fuss about all the rule changes and book people for kicking the ball away, and they were getting, there were so many yellow cards in that game, and then. I don't know what it was. I didn't watch every single game in the championship. But then when I watched our game on Saturday, it didn't seem to add up. There were still players like maybe nudging the ball away and maybe wasting a bit of time. And there was there wasn't the ref didn't come down as hard. Probably I don't know because it was on Sky or because it was on TV. Yeah, well that's that's what I thought. It was like oh here's the big changes. We'll set the thing and then it just doesn't stack up. Then with the three o'clock games that are buried not yeah. on TV. So you're talking about the consistency, yeah. Of this oh, new yeah. implementation, because I think it's a good idea that they're doing it because you want to stamp out time. Yeah, wasting. yeah, I, I like I like the idea because we mourned last year to me about like time wasting, ruining the game, and you know 
all the time properly. Like we had eight minutes on, and um, I think it was Stoke had about ten minutes added on, and they scored two in injury time in the first half. Well, that was in the uh, Community Shield as well, didn't they? Arsenal had a yeah. late equaliser and ended up winning the game of penalties. There's going to be so many injury time goals this season. But that's 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 but, good you know, though because you've wasted time. It's good, and it's good. You don't quite get to the point where players are knackered because you're not you're not playing for the full ninety minutes. If the refs are now saying no, you're playing for the full ninety minutes, no matter how many times you stop a game. Yeah, I no, I do like it. I goals. do like it. It's just got to be. It's just there's got to be consistency, isn't it? But I, I but I do, I do like that well, idea. Just that there. Yeah, but like yeah, but like Leeds, like if we sat back all second half. Time wasting, you know, it would have been the usual thing, but then obviously they conceded in the added yeah. time. Yeah. So yeah, um, I do like it. It's a poor decisions the across the in, league as well. Across the consistency, you just wanted to mention the offsides as well, yeah. So Yeah, so like the in hindsight the part of someone was onside, which could have changed the game for us. I saw I haven't um, watched the replay, is it definitely onside, yeah? Well I saw um I saw like a, a screenshot on Twitter. And it looks like he's on. And I think Patterson like um, quote tweeted it and said like, "Yeah, that was onside." Um, so that you know that could have changed the game. We got one 0 up early on, um, and Patterson looked really energetic actually in the first half. Um, you know, as another mistake. The Leeds but... one as well, but I I think it wasn't because if you look at Dan James in the yeah. league Leeds goal against Cardiff, he's onside. But I think the player yeah. who passes him the ball when he gets the ball, he's offside. So. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, the Norwich, the Norwich goal where they went out for a, Norwich throw, a one. corner or throw a goal kick and then they cross it and last minute goal for them. I'm not complaining, it keeps me in the dead man standing uh sweep. So, yeah, dead man yeah. standing, last man standing, sweep. last man standing. I saw um, that, that's a uh, horrendous way to stay in something like that. I'm not gonna lie, but I'll take it. Yeah, but Hull were actually furious this year and rightly so because that was that was an awful decision as well because that cost yeah. them welcome back championship and then. Yeah, there was it was even worse one which I which hasn't really got any um hasn't I haven't seen it in the media. Like some the the Bristol City Preston game. Um Preston would deny the penalty when the defender basically puts his arm out and stops it with his hands. And then Preston scores the equalizer when the guy like hits it with his hand and then scores. So two horrendous. It got it was right in the end because Preston should have had a penalty, and then their goals should have been disallowed. It just but, needs to be VAR in a championship um, already. Why, well, this is what I was coming to. Like, do you think? I don't know if it's gonna if it's gonna come, but uh, what's the reason? Man? Yes. Like, I, I don't know. I, I no. I think it's because they'd have to do it in all of the EFL, would they? Why do they have to? It's different leagues. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I guess the clubs wouldn't want to pay for it themselves. Um, you get to the point where enough of them are come down from the Premier it. League that they wouldn't have to. It would be like three left. Like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't know, but I think uh, money for it. it'll come at some point. I think. Yeah, I mean, there's all these extra games on TV now. I mean, whatever. I don't know. I don't know. Some of the decisions are just weird. Um, looking at Leeds, then we've been mentioning Leeds. You know that impressed no? No, well, I think it's, it's a funny one because you were saying there about Leicester when you looked at their team and you looked at, your, at their bench and you're like, oh my God, that's ridiculous. And then I had the same feeling when I looked at Southampton's team on Friday night. I was like, oh my God, that's ridiculous. Look at their bench. Look at who they've got. Um, and then when I saw the lead squad come up yesterday watching the Cardiff game, I was like, oh, that's not that, I wasn't that impressed with it. 
Yeah, but they, um, the three of them had a mass exodus, didn't they? I know, but that's what I mean. So I think that, um, you know, we, I think we were secretly hoping that Southampton were going to be the team that, um, you know, I told you you were biased in the, in the predictions. It's, a, it's, a, it's still early doors. Though. I mean, we've only had one game. But, you know, like, like you said, though, when you looked at the Leicester team, you were like, oh, my God. But when I looked if at that league, yeah, team, if he can't get our squad playing his style of football in this league, then he isn't a good manager. So, no, no, I know. But same with Leicester as well. Um, squads are ridiculous. But I think out of the three teams that have come down, I was obviously least impressed with uh, with Leeds. I know it's easy to say because they, you know, they didn't win. But just looking at the squad, I just didn't. It's not as didn't seem as good as the other two. I thought they'd batted Cardiff in the second half. I'll be honest. Of course, they course they did. I don't know how they didn't score earlier. Yeah, they did back I tell you who I, I tell you who did impress me, that's Somerville. I thought he was pretty good. Yeah, he looked he did look sharp to be fair. Look, Leeds will be up there, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. They will definitely be there. I just thought like you know, just opening weekend observations. Uh, yeah. Their squad didn't uh didn't realise that Cardiff has sound Josh Bowler, that's a good sign in and Yeah, it was a good sign in. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good signing because he played. He played well against us for Blackpool the knee last year. Um, I know he went to Forest eventually the knee, but I think we played Blackpool quite early on in August, and he played against us. And he was he looked really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a good signing, I think. And your third down point then is. Uh... Yeah, just just the opposite to what we said about Plymouth. Really, like a lot of people had Plymouth um, going down, and they they, they started strong, and then. A lot of people have sort of said about QPR and Rotherham as well, and but then they kind of lived up to 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 their pre-season predictions, really, because Rotherham got absolutely slaughtered and down four 0 down at halftime. Two of the three teams that we predicted to be in relegation are in relegation right now. Yeah, like Rotherham. Yeah, but I guess the, the Stoke game was weird with Rotherham because they were three 0 up at halftime because they scored two in first half injury time, and but. QPR. I, I mean, Watford could be, you know, I think Watford are going to be a side that are going to be right 1 0 down at half time. They were 1 0 down all, after like 36 seconds. By all accounts, Watford didn't even play well. Oh, God, yeah. Well, that's even more frightening for QPR, isn't it? I think they well, are Weymouth, going to be. Weymouth manager's there. gone there, hasn't he? That Gareth Ainsworth. Is that his name? Yeah, Gareth Ainsworth, yeah. He was Wicker manager, isn't he? Feel like he might get sacked by Christmas. Yeah, well, remember last year we, we picked up QPR because they were high up, and then they just absolutely knows. Yeah, they were the the they season. were contending with us at the time for playoffs when we were doing well. Like after our first derby when we were up there, and then we yeah. said we had a bad run of results that shot us down the table, and they had an even worse one. Yeah, but uh, but they just I think they were lucky to sort of survive last year. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, if it if it carries on, um, oh, we'll see again. It's still early doors, but I mean, you know, being four 0 down at half time in the first game, atrocious start, isn't it? Indeed. Oh god. Sorry about that. Apparently, it's been a busy day. Very tired. But um, on that note, we are going to be ending. So um. Welcome back to the season. Thanks everyone for joining us. Let us know in the comments below how you uh, felt about the opening match of the championship season. Did Swans impress you? Did other clubs impress you? Were you surprised at anything you saw? Obviously, we've got a cup match against 
uh, Northampton tomorrow. We didn't manage to touch on that. We ran out of time, but I'm sure we'll see a lot of rotation in the team. Or maybe you'll you'll use similar players to try and implement this style. We'll have to wait and see on that one. Um, I don't know if I mentioned at the start of this restart of this video, but our, vid is, our giveaway is done. Uh, so keep your eyes peeled on those DMs because we will be reaching out to the person who won and we will be posting this week as well about that. So keep your eyes out. Might be you this one uh, Swansea City shirt. Um, and thank you all for your support continued. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel if you're not already. I think about half people who watch are not usually subscribed. So we we'll try and get that number up and leave a like on the video as well. We shall catch you in the next one. So hopefully have a good week. See you soon. Sports Social Podcast Network. The match has just finished and you're on your way home. What better way to celebrate that 90th minute winner than a McNugget share box and a few tips with your mates? You channel your inner Ronald as you race to beat the muck delivery home, just making it an injury time. Ordering muck delivery is easy on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.